Hello, welcome back to Tradey Business School, the podcast where we have real conversations and share insights and tips on how you can run your trades or contracting business more simply, easily and profitably. I am joined today by uh, the fabulous Patrick Lincoln, physiotherapist from the Physio Depot in Springwood. I'll say good day in a moment. We're going to have a chat about do you value your tools more than your health? How are you today, Pat? I'm great. Thanks, Miranda. How are you? Good, good. So excited to have you here. Now, this episode forms part of series that we're doing here at Trady Business School that forms part of Trady's National Health Month here in Australia. It's a national awareness campaign. We are really encouraging tradies to look after their most valuable asset, which is their health. And, you know, when I was thinking about who to invite and who I would love to have conversations with uh, around Tradies Health Month, I I did. I thought of you, Pat. Uh, um, So I've been actually a patient of Pat's for quite a number of years with when I get my running injuries. For those of you that listen to this for a while, I, you know, I like to run out and do trail runs and occasionally I'll come in having, you know, tripped over something and, and I, you know, he's helped guide me back to health. So uh, I was really excited to be able to invite Patrick here today to have a chat with everybody because he works with a lot of clients from many different ages, um, many different trades-based business owners, and has a lot of experience in this area. And let's face it, you know, tools can be replaced, but your health can't, hey, Pat? Exactly. And so does your body. It wears out if you don't pay attention to these. Yeah, yeah, pay attention being the key there. No, and I think one of the most important assets that a trader has is their health. It's yet so many neglect it. It's kind of, have you noticed out there that sort of that she'll be right attitude? It's like, oh, I've just got to keep going. She'll be right. 100%. And traders are probably the worst at it because they, they're obviously active for their job. They're all relatively strong, healthy people inverted commas, but they tend to um, ignore aches and pains a lot. And I think it comes down to that should be right attitudes a lot, which is to their detriment because it tends to create a big mess once they kind of enter the healthcare space because things that might take a couple of weeks end up taking quite a lot longer. So those little niggles and aches and pains that sort of get ignored slowly and incrementally get worse, which... Kind of what is it increases how long it takes people to 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 get back to work or to even yeah. heal themselves. General rule of thumb is the longer you've had an injury, it's going to take that time again for it to get 100% better. So you normally see people, especially from the trade industry, they're busy, they're time poor, they're already tired from work, they don't want to go to physio and get some boring physio exercises that they don't have time to do. So it's kind of a revolving door in terms of getting it going. But in terms of injury prevention, getting it when it's one, two, three weeks old versus one, two, three months old tends to make life a lot easier for both the patient and the physio in terms of getting the ball rolling with some simple things that would have a good outcome versus having to have a complex long-term roadmap to get them better with something that's going to take months and months and months to get better with with what they do for work. So am I hearing you say that uh, those boring physio exercises, you get less of them if you go earlier? 
than if you get a hundred percent. See, you're listening. <laughs> so, um, exactly. The the general consensus is the less time you've had it for, especially in those busy jobs where you're physical, mm. the less intervention you need and the easier it is to fix. It's a, such a it's an interesting one because often sort of people think, oh well, if I I'll go later and I'll get it fixed, and don't actually consider that they're doubling or tripling or you know whatever the figure is, the length of time it will take to recover to recover, and probably the um, how many different things you have to do, as well as potentially the things that you won't be able to do to then help you recover because there'd be times I'm um, guessing that uh, when someone comes in with an injury there might you might say well you actually you've got to stop doing x y and z for a while now yeah 100 percent. and when you have to stop as a builder that means you're stopping income mm. which is not ideal or any trade therefore so the earlier you do it the more tricks and tips you have to help maintain activity levels at school without creating a big problem yeah, it's it's such a valid point. So many uh, trades owners, especially we see through Trade Business School, have what we would call more of a job than a business. And what I mean by that is that if they stop working, if they put down the tools, the business stops and the income stops. Business being you've got a team or a way in which you can step off the tools and yet still bring an in income because you can still you've still got you've got people on the ground that you can draw on to work at. So that's that's a bit of the difference there. So it's really, really critical for so many, especially in those earlier startup stages where you may not be at the at that stage of having a crew working for you so that you can get off the tools to look after yourself because you're, you're your income. And if you've got a family, that ripples on to your lifestyle, um, to your ability to pay your bills, everything. 100%. It's actually quite scary when you think about it like that. Um, but it's also the importance of just your general health and general maintenance as someone that uses their body for their income. So it's something that should be, I think, part of early education as a tradie in terms of what positive things you're doing in life to prevent injury because it tends to not exist. It's kind of go to work, have a couple of beers at the end of the day, and then keep doing it seven days a week and you think you can do it for 30 years, but it probably won't happen like that. Yeah, yeah, that 30 years part, you know, I was reading reading a little bit of research uh, before I came on to record this episode with you and I read that Aussie tradies are almost twice as likely to take care of their tools as they would their bodies despite having one of the highest injury rates of any occupation that was according to the Australian Physiotherapy Association. It was a number of years ago, but that research uh, was really interesting. What what would you see are some of the most common injuries that tradies sustain? I'd say they get a lot of just repetitive stress things. You see a lot of tennis elbow, a lot of sore shoulders, um, especially in the earlier years, you see a lot of those kind of more, oh, my God, my body's now on the tools five days a week and things are getting sore, um, especially for people that are starting out their careers. But as they get further along, then you get kind of the tyres running out a little bit. So you get more of the sore backs and the sore knees and things like that just due to the consistency of time that they've worked for so you tend to see like a bit of a spectrum in terms of um where they are on their their path of 
work and how long they've been doing it for. Mm. So the the apprentices or those in the early stages, it's almost like the crazy person that decides to go and run a half marathon without training. And then 100%. Comes you in. would know well about that. <laughs> I would. I'm speaking from personal experience. Yeah that I, I undid myself doing that personally and, and ended up with five months of rehab just because I could do it didn't mean I should do it. And there was that initial shock to the body of, hang on, you've not strengthened the muscles and strengthened your body, your ligaments, your movements and those functional movements around uh, doing the things you're now asking for your body to do. So it's kind of like going to the gym and going too hard, too fast. You've got to train your body. So that would be the early stage. And then at the end end of it is you kind of wear and tear. And I hear business owners say that a lot. I've read it in quite a few forums is, you know, we're going to have to shut the business down or I've, I've got to get off the tools because my body can't handle it. And there's a lot of pain. Yeah. And it's a huge problem where you see with like, especially like you said, people that are running their own show and they don't have a crew, like if they get injured, it creates a massive flow on effect for their business. Um, I've had a few tradies actually have to change industries just due to significant injuries, but they couldn't get back up and running after their injuries. So they had to actually um, change occupations completely, which is horrible, but it's part of the part of the game. Like you're doing such a physical job. If you have a decent injury, sometimes you still need to put food on the table and pay your bills. Yeah, I know. I've worked with a few concreters that, you know, and it's cold and it's and it's physical work and it can take its toll. I'm sure that's not the only it's not the only business, uh, trade business that has an effect like that, but certainly I've, I've I know I know of a couple. Um what I suppose would be some of those really early warning signs that uh, could be prevent you could stop something happening in the future if people listen to those tiny niggles what how would you describe those niggles what would they be experiencing i'd say anything that like turns up consistently so if you're doing a task at work and then there's one thing that hurts every drilling above shoulder height shoulder height for example or if you're bending over to pick something up and you're getting the same twinge that's hanging around for longer than seven to ten days or waking up with that same area a little bit sore the next day or struggling to sleep at night with that particular injury, I'd say there's the three things that you'd probably want to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. It's the ones that won't settle. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and yet they're not often something that people would describe as pain. Would that be fair to say? It's it's a, yeah, a niggle. It's more of just, I would say, a niggle and a, a, like a consistent niggle that's not easy because everyone's going to get aches and pains doing bits and bobs, but it's the stuff that's kind of persisting two, three weeks and it's starting to creep into more than just one or two things through the day Sleep might be a little bit questionable. They're waking up a bit average. That's when you go, mm, let's go get it assessed properly and have some strategies to sort it out as opposed to she'll be right, get on with it, don't be soft. Yeah, and I think it's that, that, that she'll be right, don't be soft type. And it might not be the exact words that you use in your own language as you're listening to this, but if there's anything of that flavour. And what I could probably, uh, I'm, I'm mind reading here, some of the listeners, that it might be, well, I'll feel silly going with something that I wouldn't describe as a pain or I wouldn't describe as an injury. Don't I have to be really quite broken and aching and sore to go to see a physio as opposed to turning up with something that's it's just 
um, it, it's just a little sign of something, but I'm not sure what it is. Like, isn't that a waste of time? No, it's really good, actually, because it means our job's a lot easier and um, you have to spend a lot less money to fix it. So it might be some simple strategies that take one or two sessions. There's nothing exactly that bad, but that resolves and has some long-term solutions as opposed to the people that come in really broken. And then you're trying to put them back together while they're working full-time, while they're doing all their business at home after their full day's work and trying to fit it all in, um, which is really, 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 really difficult. Mm. So one way to really excite your physio is to go with almost no injury. Go, I've been, I'm listening to my body and I'd like to get something assessed and prevented. And, and then they smile and get very excited when they see you. I know that firsthand. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah rather- really, that, that actually happens. But the more it happens, the the better it is for everyone, really. Because um, you're better off, the clients you work with are better off you're losing less time off work, revenue goes up, and then you're happy because you're working and you're not like plagued with little niggles all the time. So it's a win-win. Yeah. And I can imagine uh, niggles and low-grade aches and pains affect people's um, emotional well-being and how they show up in the world and the relationships and interactions. Who's ever interacted with someone that's a bit crabby or short or felt grumpy that day? And they and often it is those low-grade things which wear you down and shorten your fuse. So these these things, even going to your physio, will help your relationships. There we go. I said it. You hit it here first. <laughs> there you go. Sorted. Sorted. It does. Yeah. Pain makes people grumpy, and people that aren't sleeping due to pain are doubly grumpy. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, unproductive and inefficient and make poor decisions, and business gets hard. Yeah, exactly. Life gets hard. Yeah. So thinking through, I know we were chatting about this earlier, there's a couple of, I guess, misconceptions uh, that you notice that tradies have about their physical health. What's one of those? I'd say the main misconception I see is, uh, why do I have to do exercise when I work all day? And yes, that's true, but a lot of the work isn't specific or your heart rate's not elevated or you might be sweating, but you're doing just the one movement pattern over and over and over again. Um, You don't see people in the gym sitting on a leg press and doing eight hours of leg press. That's um, that's one of the main misconceptions I see. It says, there's definitely activity and movement, which is good, but not the diversity of movement that you need to maintain like joint health and general good cardiovascular health as well. Mm. So what would be your recommendation around, I suppose, exercise more specifically, where you know to take it slightly outside the rehabilitation and physiotherapy is like in terms of preventative and bringing some exercise into uh, I guess it's general exercise as prevention how would you or what would you suggest I like trading still having some like treating work as work and exercise as exercise it's not a blended of um, work being exercise like tradies that still go to the gym and strength train for example and training all the individual muscles always have less of a chance of injuring their back or getting an overuse injury because they're having some structured kind of exercise throughout the week that's challenging their body in different ways just from work. So I think that's super important, whether it's a, a walk or a run or a swim or a weight session a couple of times a week, 
you're moving systems different to what you do during the, the work day, and that's the primary thing that we want to see. And how many times a week would you say it would be good to do that? I don't think you have to go crazy. Like doing something two or three times a week in different planes and using different systems is going to be helpful in the long run as opposed to just working, 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 going home, relaxing. Um, I know it's finding time and you've got a physical job, but it's also just thinking about it holistically. Your body is your means of earning money, so you better look after it. You wouldn't want put um, full fuel in a Ferrari. The same thing as you trying to work, work, work without actually looking after your body. Mm. We'll catch up with you eventually. Just thinking through what you just said there about finding time, I would challenge that and say that by doing the exercise, you are creating time and creating time, maybe not in that moment, but in your future because you will be more productive, more efficient. You will sleep better, which will so you, you're going to move faster through your day and you will also create time at the other end of your career. 100%. Yeah, I don't I, think there's many negatives. No, no, yeah. no, not at all. I I don't think so at all. However, I can imagine that it can be that initial short-term thinking, which I notice a lot of business owners have, is right here and now I'm tired and I'm doing all of these things. I've done my exercise for today as opposed to I'm going to invest in my business, I'm going to invest in my future and my health and my well-being, and I'm going to go out and go for that walk today. I'm going to go for that swim and do something gentle, just any kind of movement. And you don't have to set huge, great big goals. Um, it's just I'm going to go and get moving for a while today and do use my muscles differently to what I do on the job. I think what you said about before is looking after your emotional and mental health as a form of exercise as well. It separates your work and your family and it's time for you just to do something for yourself. As well, I think that's a really important thing that exercise creates. It creates time for you to sort your life out. And and I always come up with good business ideas exercising because you're like, oh, but if you're stuck in the run of the mill, working, working, working in the business, then you tend to lose clarity pretty quickly of what's going on around you. Such a valid point. I often chat with our clients and when we get them to do their vision, mission and values and any creative strategic thinking, they'll often say, I'm struggling to write this. And I'll say, where were you doing the work? And I'll go, well, at my desk. So you need to get up and leave your desk because our creative brain often doesn't like to work at a desk. My creative brain works on the M4, on the motorway. My creative brain works on a treadmill or on a trail running or in the car or the shower doesn't like to work at a desk. So you think about it, it's often movement where we're doing something in a singular focus and getting away into a different space. So walking out in nature, all of those things that will help us think more clearly about problems mate, we want to solve or direction that we want to take and decisions we need to make in life and in business when we we take ourselves. So it's a, it's a great opportunity to go and do those. I'm, I'm doing preventative health exercise and I'm doing my um, my my business creative strategic thinking as well at the same time. I couldn't agree more. But it's where those ideas pop up and you're like, oh, it's not by working more where good ideas have um, been created. It's sometimes taking a step back. Yeah, I like that. What's the what's the general attitude to physical health that you'd love to change? In the tradie world, I think prevention is better than cure. I know it sounds cliche, but it is so much easier just to move ahead of problems 
than fix problems created in the past. Mm. I think if that was one of the mindsets that we could shift is to stop putting up with stuff, to prioritise yourself and prevention is better than cure and actually, oh, that's not just a statement that gets thrown around for a bit of fun to then have everybody ignore. What if just for a moment, even for the next year, you actually had that as your mantra, prevention is better than cure, not only with yourself, but with your teams and your people, all of that to start really having a conversation. And at the minimum, I would have this conversation for the month of August, raise it to everybody's awareness as part of Trades Health Month. Uh, and, and wherever you're listening from in the world, you don't have to be in Australia to do this. You can do this anywhere in the world as well. So what would be one or two or two or three things that are super easy takeaway things that listeners could do to easily prevent injury? I would say number one would be sleep. Sleep is so important. Um, number two, tradies that don't drink enough water. That's a massive one. And three, moving daily outside of your occupation. That would be my three that you could do um, tomorrow. And that's so simple that you can – everyone needs to sleep, everyone needs to drink water, everyone needs to move. Mm. It's it's interesting, isn't it? They're the common themes that come up, yeah, is they burn the candle at both ends. And it's it's healthy sleep as well, hydration, good quality water, and drink enough of it. I often think many, depending on the jobs that trades are on, they may not hydrate enough during the day because sometimes facilities are few and far between. But think of ways in which you can make sure that you get those fluids in and, and think about listening to your body. If listeners could take away one thing from this episode, Patrick, what would what would that be? I think that the your active job is not exercise. I think that's the key. You can move and strengthen and stretch and improve your capacity outside of work. It's going to make work a lot easier for the long run. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for for joining me today. And if uh, Patrick, it's it's been uh, it's interesting having these conversations because they go so much. Um, wider than just we'll go and, I don't know, lift your leg up this way for, you know, 10 times a day and you're going to be better, <laughs> lift your leg up, lift your arm up. <laughs> I'm describing the, the 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 physio exercises that we get you know given in, in those wonderful stick drawings that I always admire. Yep. However, it's that holistic approach to thinking about the human body and our overall well-being and how physical movement is something that we are designed to do and need to do to function and to have a variety of that. So thank you so much for joining me. No worries. It's been a pleasure. Great. So if you've loved this episode and you know anyone, honestly, if if anyone um, that you know that would love to hear this episode, share it, like it, love it, anyone with a heartbeat really this will apply to because even if you're not a trade, there are many aspects of this that will benefit them as well. So other than that, uh, we will join you uh, next week for another episode as part of Trades Health Month. So thanks so much for joining. Bye for now. 